0: Hello everybody, how are we all? Give us a wave. Hey, it's First Fruit Sunday. It's a good day today, guys. It's a good day. Uh, Before um, we give our offering and before we do something creative here and before we enjoy some tuna mayo sandwiches, anybody brought tuna mayo sandwiches? Get out. That's horrific. That's a bad combo. But uh, yeah, we just want to share with you this thought of Crown the King. This great series. Who's appreciated the lead team? Siobhan, Rach... And everyone else, the, the stories and everything, it's been a great ministry. Well, today we're kind of culminating that into one thing where we want to crown the king this Sunday. If you're new here, want to extend an extra special welcome, as we already have done before. There's going to be some movement later. Uh, we're all going to give, and you're welcome to join us in that process. Uh, so just enjoy. Yeah, crown the king. There's a bit in Revelation chapter 4. And if you want to turn there, you can do it. It's Revelation chapter 4. Revelation is the last book in the Bible written by a guy called John. And this beautiful book is full of poetry uh, uh, and, um, and prophecy and history and all that kind of stuff. And in this one particular chapter, Revelation chapter 4, it talks about Jesus being a king on a throne And what kind of happens in heaven when the most successful people get there or just people in general get there. So we're going to read it together in Revelation chapter 4 verses 10 to 11. It's on screen if you've not already turned there. Verse 10 says this, the 24 elders fall down before him and the 24 elders, there is isn't nothing too specific about this. This is just the most successful people on earth and there's 24 of them in this story. The most successful people, and they are sat, uh, they fall down before him who is seated on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. Why does he live forever and ever? Because he died and he rose uh, again. Forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne. Because these are, these are people who are the most successful. They've got crowns of their own that they've earned here on earth. And, and when they get there, they are around this throne and they throw the throne. Saying this, worthy are you O Lord and God, to receive glory, honor, and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. Just imagine that scene gathered in heaven, and you see this beautiful throne with Jesus sat on it. And suddenly we all get there when we all got like, we turn up, I've got 100 Instagram followers, I'm an influencer. And then someone else has got, I've got six cars. And then we all get there. It's like, I was the MP for Norwich, you know, and all this stuff, like the most successful people. And suddenly they arrive at this throne and they realize everything I did pales in comparison to what you did. Because you know Jesus is a king, right? In fact, later on in the book of Revelation, it talks about the king of kings. Like he's the best of the best. You know, he's like the king to end all kings, if you know what I mean. In the book of Matthew, when Jesus is born, some wise men turn up and give three gifts to Mary. Doesn't she? D- don't they? They give uh, nappies, a breast pump, and some Aptamil. You know, that's, no, I'm not joking. They bring gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And these are representations of the kind of king and man he's going to be. So the gold, when they bring it to him, represented a kingship. That when a prince or princess was born, they would bring gold as a gift. The frankincense represented divinity. It's the thing that they will go, hon, coronation omnibus, you know, in like the temples and stuff. It would be the the scent of God, you know, it would be like a deity. And myrrh represented death. Imagine that at your baby shower. I'm going to give you something. We're all going to die one day. And this baby needs to know, you know. It represented death because it was a, something that you would use to embalm bodies once they had gone. And, and in this code, we, in this little thing, we see a little code that says this. The God King who came to die. Written in the fabric of Jesus' existence was the idea that there was going to be a king to end all kings, the king above all kings, who wouldn't be a normal king, who, who wouldn't subject his subjects to his, his rule and his authority, who would control and manipulate. No, this king will come to die for the world, die for you and me. And when we get to heaven, we'll be sat in front of Jesus thinking, flipping heck, you're awesome. And everything that we've achieved in this life, that we're proud of, and it's good to be proud, we'll throw at the feet of Jesus and we'll say, do you know what? Worthy. Worthy are you, Lord. Worthy of all the glory, all the honor, and all the power. And this is where this comes in, this little leaflet here. I don't know if you've got it. It'll be on your seat. It says on it, how will you crown the king? And what's going to happen shortly is um, we're going to, organize our offerings. Uh, uh, Rachel's going to come up. She's going to walk through how we can give her first and our best, and we're going to do that together. Then after that, we're going to walk around. There's going to be some great music and lights and pictures, and you're going to come, and what we want you to do is we want you to write something on here. How will you crown the king? What will you do this year? And I'll talk about what that could look like, but you've got a pen as well, and in a minute, I'm going to ask you to write something on it. And you're going to come and you're either going to give online or you're going to put it in the box at the back if it using an envelope. And we're going to come down with this and we're going to pop it in a basket here. Like they used to do in the olden days, they used to bring the first fruits in baskets and we're going to pop it in here. And then you're going to walk around to your seat and as you walk around, one of the teams going to hand you a special gift. And it's a little credit card size metal thing. And it's got the verse on to remember the commitment you made. So have a think, how will you crown the king? There's tons of ways to crown the king, right? But ultimately, in Revelation chapter 4, it says this, that Jesus is worthy of the glory, the honor, and the power. Big or small, any time that you give God more glory than something else, you're crowning the king. Any time in your life, whether it's in your own mind or externally, any time you are honoring Jesus, more than something else, you're crowning him. Any time that you're giving more power to God, more power to Jesus, in the big and the small, you're crowning the king. Moses, in the Bible, stood before uh, Pharaoh, fighting for slaves in God's name. Moses was crowning the king. Deborah was leading an army so that God's people would not be slaughtered. Deborah was crowning the king. Nehemiah stood on the edge of Jerusalem and felt sad that uh, that the walls were falling down, and sorry, desired to rebuild them. He was crowning the king. The woman with the alabaster jar, who spent an entire year's wage on this perfume, and she used it to wash Jesus' feet, this woman was crowning the king. Peter, one of Jesus' disciples, stepped off the boat and onto water to follow Jesus, walking in faith, not by sight. Peter was crowning the king. Paul and Silas were locked up in a prison, facing execution or life in that cell. And they decided to sing praises, causing an earthquake, while Paul and Silas were crowning the king. There's a guy in our community who reached out to me and said, just to let you know, me and my partner were trying to align align our sexual values and sexual practices with God's values and practices on a journey of grace in their relationship. He is crowning the king. I sat with one of our students just the other week, and they were asking about first fruits. They've never heard about it, but were challenged. And this year, they're going to give the best and the first of what they got. They are crowning the king. Last year, we sat with a married couple who were really struggling after many, many years Uh, ...fighting with each other, and we sat as they were chatting and being open with each other. And by the end of that conversation, they walked away saying, we're not going to give up on this marriage. And now they're stronger than ever. That couple crowned the king. Another guy had an awful year last year, traumatic almost, with disappointment and mental health. And instead of criticizing God, this year he's decided to study the life of Saul and David in the Bible... ...and fall in love with the scriptures again... This man is crowning the king. Another friend of mine experienced incredible trauma in her childhood, and she decided after years of healing that she would be open with other victims so she can help them, uh, lead them to healing and hope. She is crowning the king. A friend who has recently chose to leave a job and start another one to align himself with the dream of his life, he is crowning the king. Every time, guys, we give more glory to God. Than somebody else. Anytime we give him more honor, every time we give him more power, we're crowning the king. So you might decide today on this small piece of card that you might decide a very big decision that you might stop giving power to the wrong thoughts. Instead, listen to the Holy Spirit, who is the great encourager. This on this card, you might say, I'm going to show more kindness, be a better boss, open your home more often. Join a community group or start one. Start one on tuna mayo sandwiches and see if anybody turns up. Value your own personal health more. Anything that gives God the glory and the power and the honor is crowning him. Crowning him. Let's not wait until the life after this one to give him everything. All of the glory, all of the honor, all of the power. So, so have a think. I'm gonna, we're we're going to have two minutes in a moment where you can write it down. I'm going to give you t- two minutes to do that. And it could be anything. It's between you and God, um, and that's great. Can we show that picture, uh, Pro guys? Um, you'll see it on screen in a minute. Last week we talked about mammon and what that is. Because this is what we're fighting against here. The spirit of fear, grief, the false prosperity gospel, just the spirit of mammon we have a different king, don't we guys? We have a different kind of king. You can take that off the screen, thanks guys. And this is what you need to know. Today, as you give your first and your best to God, today, as you write something on this sheet about how you're gonna crown him, remember this, he's a good king. When Queen Elizabeth died, I was surprisingly sad because I'm kind of know here and there with the, the royal family, but I was really sad when Queen Elizabeth died. And I realized she was a good monarch. And there were some reasons why she was a good monarch, right? She, she didn't get involved in public, public affairs. She, she brought more money into the economy than, uh, than she took out. And every uh, Christmas address, she would sit there and talk about her love for Jesus and how that's shaping her values. But I can tell you this, as much as I liked Liz as she's known in heaven, Jesus is a much better king. However you crown him today, he'll never leave you nor forsake you. He's the king who heals the sick, and he's the king who blesses the poor. He's the king who has the power to break Satan's grip and free any slave. He's the king who has no, is no enemy to social justice or reform. He's no enemy of the rich, and he's no enemy of the poor. He's a king whose name is a friend to sinners. He welcomes the Pharisee and the fool. He humbles the prideful and the abusive. He is the God king who died, but who also rose again. His kingship is perfect and it's pure. It's passionate and all-powerful. His kingdom is from everlasting to everlasting, and his mercies are new every single day. His lordship is all-loving, and it is mighty to save. And one day, as the rulers of earth stand before his throne, they will not demand a place by his side, but will instead fall at his feet They will throw every crown achieved here and join in with heaven's choir singing this. Worthy are you, Lord, our God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things and by your will they existed and created. So let me ask you, will you dethrone mammon today? Will you dethrone those things that are just causing you the problem and decide to crown the king? Amen. What we'd like to do now is take a couple of minutes because we're about to sort of do our offering bits, and I realise I'm the kind of like the uh, at a wedding, I'm like the best man speech before the food comes out. I guess I get that. Well, just take two minutes now, and why don't you fill out this card and have a chat? If you've got children with you, I think it's great you brought your kids. By the way, it's so good to model a sense of generosity to them. Um, you Write it down. You can write one with your kids. That's fine. And then um, after we do all this giving bit, you'll bring it and you'll put it in the basket. But let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that we get an opportunity to bring the first and the best. Thank you that you are a good king. And that because when we put you on the throne and when we crown you, Jesus, all else will be added to us in Jesus' name. We pray for a great rest of the gathering, a great celebratory, thankful time giving, and enjoy those egg mayo sandwiches a little bit later. And everyone said? Amen. Amen. Maybe not to the egg mayo, but it wasn't egg, it's tuna mayo, wasn't it? I've changed it. It's broadened now. Right, take a minute. Um, Fill out these cards, and then one of the team is going to be up, and we're going to take our offering. Thanks, everyone.